Hello, and welcome to the Fantasy Rewind Podcast. I'm your co-host, Dylan Stroll, and as always, I'm joined by my friend Mike. Hey! So today, we are getting into Percy Jackson and the Olympians, the series on Disney+. Plus. So we're going to be discussing episodes one and two today, since it's more of an introduction to the series. But episodes one and two are titled... I accidentally vaporize my pre-algebra teacher and become supreme lord of the bathroom. So those two titles right there, I'm just going to stop it there, are hilarious and I love it so much. And Mike and I already (laughs) kind of gushed about that a little bit here. We're getting some fun titles with the series so far and that's very much enjoyable in my book. But before we get into anything else, I'm going to give out the typical reminders here. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can send us an email at fantasyrewindpod at gmail.com. We're also on X, which is at Fantasy Rewind, and Instagram, which is at Fantasy Rewind Pod. All right, Mike, without any farther delay, let's dive into the rewind. Fantasy Rewind. Dylan, your first taste of, well, no, not your first taste. We can't forget the previous bad tastes from the movies, but your first taste of a Rick Riordan collaborated series based off of his, I mean, biggest series, really, the Percy Jackson series. What are your thoughts on the show universe so far and just what's been kind of built, the production value, all of that before I share my thoughts? Sure, yes. So I'm going to come right out. First thing I'm going to say is that it's evident to me that this thing has a good budget. I am a big fan of the way that they did the Harpy, that they did the Minotaur. I thought that both of them looked very well. Um, I liked Grover's legs, and we'll get into that too. But like that looked, nice legs. that looked good. <laughs> I I didn't really like the Centaur though. If I'm being honest, I thought that that looked Tyron. a little. Yeah. Yeah, Tyron looked a little bit, whatever. But what I'll say about the series so far is that being episode one and two, this has been a slow introduction to the series so far, and I know my wife is waiting for it to pick up a little bit, waiting for, like, some kind of action to happen here, and I'm like, I be patient, it's probably coming, but it is a little bit slow, and that's my biggest takeaway here so far is that we're getting more of an emphasis on the characters getting more of an emphasis on rolling this thing at more of a build-up, a gradual pace to the story here. And so far, I'm enjoying it. I think it's done well so far. In fact, my mom was visiting the past week here, and she immediately took to the series and watched the entire rest of the available six episodes while Amy and I were gone on a date night. So (laughs) she enjoyed it a lot, and I definitely am going to continue watching it. I am enjoying it so far. But it is a little bit slower than I would have expected so far. Your thoughts, Mike? Um, It's been a... So, full disclosure, I have read through all the Percy Jackson books up until the most recent Percy Jackson book that was released. And I do plan to read that, but I think I might want to go back and reread the entire series before I do that. Um, And so it's been a long time since I've read the original, not trilogy, the four-book quadrilogy no, maybe it's five books. I don't remember anymore. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the original series. <laughs> yeah, the, the initial series. Um, when I when I got into it, they had actually stopped the hardcover run at that point. So I had picked up the first four books in softcover, and then the fifth book I got on release. And sent, then from then, 
I would buy every hardcover as it came out. So I've read the books, uh, I think, a couple of times, but it's been a long time since I've gone back and read the first series. And from what I remember, this does kind of match up a little bit in terms of that pace. It is slow to begin with. There's that initial action with the Minotaur, and then we kind of have camp life. And so I do appreciate that they're doing that. I do wish there was more, a little bit more with the relationship building piece. It it does feel slow, and I, I'd agree with you on that. And almost, in some cases, not uninteresting, but like I just want more of the chemistry, less Percy just off to the side brooding or whatever. Mm-hmm. I do want more of the buildup between the characters because I think they're doing a really nice job, especially with him and Luke, and that's been apparent at least in the second episode. But, yeah, I, overall, pace-wise, I'd agree with you. It does feel a little slow. Better than the movies, because, you know, it was just pretty much like, hey, who, who, yeah, we're here, we're here, we're here, we're here, and just like, da, 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 but. Not slow. <laughs> no, not slow, but also not really, like, any kind of relationship made between these characters, so they're going to care. Especially knowing what I know of the series and how these characters intermingle, like, it's good that we're getting some of this now. As for the production value and everything else, love it. I would agree that Chiron, <laughs> Centaur, eh, not the best on that one. But the Minotaur, the Harpies, the effects, all really well done. I think the actors, too, while still a little young in terms of like what I was used to, got to remember that he's going to be growing up as we go, and it's very much like a Harry Potter uh, effect we have going on here with that so yeah so i casted purposefully young is what you're saying yeah i think so because he's going to age with the series fingers crossed Fine, he gets life yes yes um so i i like it and his character is fun and i i think everyone's doing a pretty good job i will say the most jarring thing is having uh ralphie <laughs> as diana as Di- or ralph rafi rafi is dionysus Rafi being from the league, FX. I forget his actual actor's name, but I know him from Big Mouth. I know him from the league, his movies Same. and stuff he's been in. And having he's him in the a kid's illustrious Mr. D. Yes. Having him as a in a kid's show, a kid-ish show, I'm just kinda like and as a serious actor, I'm just kinda like uh... <laughs> I mean an adult comedic actor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm kind of like, uh, I don't know if you were the best casting for this, but like at the same time, I think he's, he does a pretty good job. So overall, I like, I mean, I like it so far for him. I'm just going to jump in here real quick because like the very first thing you see out of Dionysus is he tries to trick Percy into giving him some alcohol. And I can totally see <laughs> Rafi doing that yeah. from the league. And just like, that's the type of stuff that I could totally see his character, his actor doing. So I didn't mind him so far. I thought it was a little funny to see him in this role, though. That's fair. But I, I also just like rewatched the entire entirety of the league. And oh. <laughs> we were actually rewatching Big Mouth. And so like he's in both of those. Yeah. And so I guess I'm just kind of like, wait, you're not like that. You're like this. And yes, so got to separate him out. <laughs> yeah. One, you know, one's very adult humor. And then this one's like just lightly sprinkled adult humor. So. Anyway, uh, yeah, let's get into the story here. I am really interested to hear your kind of thoughts and takeaways on um, what happened and if what what came clear to you and what didn't as we're kind of going through this. But 
we have uh, we kind of open up on Percy in the first episode, and I'm gonna try to do some broad strokes here with the story because it, it follows him pretty much throughout the entire entirety. So we don't really have any separate storylines to focus on. Right, yet. it's one arc or sorry, one point of view, one main character mm-hmm. at least at this point, and that's Percy. And it should honestly stay that way through the series. We may get some side stuff with like gods if they ever do that, but they really haven't shown, at least yet, they haven't shown any of the gods, which I don't think is a bad thing. But I I would have been interested if they had kind of done maybe a side storyline between Hades and Zeus. Not Hades and Zeus, sorry. Zeus and Poseidon. So that way when Mr. D talked about it later on, we kind of like were already inked in, like, you know, we kind of already gotten a hint of that. Whereas in the movies, they did do that. So I think that part, I'm kind of like, I wish they showed just a little bit of it. Anyway, we have Percy. We sort of come in on him in a um, school, his preparatory academy or whatever it happens to be. We learn that he's been bullied through some flashbacks. Grover's his best friend. They are now on a field trip to a Greek museum. There is one bully in particular who kind of picks on him all the time, him and Grover, and just not very nice. And he shoves her, and his pre-algebra teacher takes her side every single time they have an altercation, and she ends up being a harpy and is about to kill him. And this pen that he was given to by his other teacher, the man in a wheelchair, I don't remember his teacher's name, but it, it ends up being Chiron. Um, and the pen turns into Riptide, his sword. And he accidentally kills, vaporizes his pre-algebra teacher. Hence the name of the episode. Hence the title. <laughs> yeah. From there, he gets kicked out of the school because nobody sees what happened to him. They just, and they don't even remember this teacher that was there. They think he's just crazy. He just pushed this girl for no reason. And um, yeah, he's a troubled And Grover youth. rats him out. Yes, and Grover rats him out, which is a huge betrayal to him, obviously, because that was his best friend. And we get to find out that this has kind of been a pattern for Percy. He's been kicked out of multiple schools. He struggles with ADHD, dyslexia, all these things, and he doesn't really feel like he fits in in a lot of places until um, Grover comes around, around, and then you know that sort of ends with the betrayal of Grover throwing him under the bus for just pushing the girl and having uh, an agenda, basically planning to do <laughs> to do that to her. And so he ends up going back to his mom's apartment where she's staying with a loser of a man, just an absolute jerk. This guy's just like living there, living off, mooching off his mom, just seems like a terrible person. And his mom is just so nice. And uh, his mom tells him that, they're going to Montauk together. That's where she met his dad because the man that's staying with him is not his father. And we have some kind of conversations between the mom and him. She kind of says, tells him that, Percy, you're the son of a Greek god or a god. And yeah, obviously his mind's blown. Grover shows up and uh, she's apparently going to be taking him to a camp so that way he'll be safe. And uh, they get a chased by the Minotaur all the way to camp where his mom is killed by the Minotaur. Percy in a rage comes back with his sword and kills the Minotaur. And that's the end of the, pretty much the end of the first episode. And I, as I said, broad strokes there overall though, Dylan first episode, what did you think of that whole story and that kind of whole telling? 
So, I think for the most part, it was perfectly fine um, for, like, an origin story bit mm-hmm. goes, or as far as an origin story goes. I did like the humor that his mom and his uh, mom's boyfriend kind of mm-hmm. had between them about how he's she's going to bring him back a sub as long as he doesn't complain or say another negative word. And he's like, okay, make sure they put on my special ingredients. Yes. And yes. so I thought that was pretty funny. Um, I think that the whole Grover betrayal makes it a little bit hard for me to see how Percy would immediately go to trusting Grover again. And we see that throughout the rest of the episode uh, and in episode two as well, that it's going to take some time for Percy to feel like Grover didn't like do something wrong to him, that he didn't betray him, that he did it for his own best interest. And Grover betrayed Percy with the explicit purpose that once somebody find, once like one of the negative people, one of the bad guys finds you, the monsters, they all yeah. know where you are, and they're all going to keep on coming. So by Grover getting Percy kicked out of the school, there it basically was trying to protect Percy in a way that he didn't necessarily see yet. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as his mom getting killed by the Minotaur goes, having watched the aforementioned Percy Jackson movie. Knowing what I know here, I kind of knew what to expect as far as this goes. But my mom, my wife, we everyone was like, wait, what is up with her just turning into dust? She kind mm-hmm. of like sparkles away and kind of, is that how they're going to do death in this show? Like what, what's happening here? So right away, you know something's up because she doesn't turn into like a bloody pulp from the... Mentor squishing her to death or anything like that. <laughs> like a mushy you banana is. <laughs> right, right. You episode. don't see like her bloody corpse laying down or anything like that. You see her kind of burst into like this golden dust or glowy dust thing and kind of evaporate almost. And mm-hmm. the Minotaur does something similar when Percy kills it, except instead of being the glowy, uh, yellowy dust thing there, it more so just kind of almost look like sand or something like that when the Minotaur is killed. And so that was like a little bit of a head scratcher if you don't really know what's up already. And you're led on very quickly and in the second episode about what actually happened during that scene. And it's not quite what Percy thought it was. But taking down a Minotaur by himself was no easy feat. And definitely uh, we see the repercussions of this in the next episode. So overall, I would have to agree with you. I thought the banter between the mom and the dad, uh, stepdad, boyfriend, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Was pretty good. <laughs> uh, I really liked that dynamic and that they got that in there. I liked them having that time, the mom and Percy's time together, because it really did kind of cement in how close their relationship is. Right. So I think, I think that was good. I really enjoyed that uh, part of it. As you said, though, like the whole Minotaur crushing the mom thing, not a surprise. Obviously, none of this is really, really a surprise for me, but (laughs) I thought it was well done. I will say that I noticed a lot that they were saving a bit on the budget in terms of like with the CGI and the Minotaur because they did a lot of like, it was very dark. They did a lot of noises in the 
you know, in the background and stuff to sort of... Right, more of like a, holy crap, it's coming, rather than mm-hmm. an extended fight scene. Yeah, and the fight itself was pretty short. But that short was okay. and tame. Yeah. That was okay. Like, it was good. They got a, their point across. Mm-hmm. I will say, uh, as we get into the second episode here, I did like the second episode more, um, and Me I kind of touched on it a bit earlier with... Uh, as Percy wakes up and he gets the introduction to Dionysus, Chiron, Grover, again, uh, you do kind of get, like, he does still have, not resentment necessarily, but, like, a level of distrust with Grover. Mm-hmm. And that's to be expected. They've been best friends forever, and then, all, you know, he betrays him, and then now he's this camp, and he's a he's a goat man. <laughs> um, so there should be some level of just like i don't know how i feel about you right now like our entire relationship is it a lie is it like real mm-hmm. are you actually my friend yeah and so uh that's gonna be it's it's good that they included that and i really liked as chiron put him in the hermes cabin because god of messengers and wayward people and all that uh he creates this relationship with luke and the relationship does feel genuine like Luke's kind of getting that feeling of older brother-ish or at least just like a good friend. And you also get Clarice's relationship with Percy sort of cemented in that she's a bully and she does not like the fact that he is talking about the Minotaur and um, that's sort of cemented as well. So I, I really like the relationship building they did, even if it wasn't super in-depth, you know, there wasn't tons of conversations. He still had his brooding time where he's having these dreams about a voice talking to him. Mm-hmm. So what were some of your favorite moments from that second episode? Yeah, so some of my favorite moments from the second episode, um, they really just had to do with, like, the dream sequence. I really liked that. I thought that was very interesting. Uh, It kind of made me go, like, hmm, what's happening here? You know, like, what's going on? Kind of anticipate that a little bit more. Um, I also really liked when Poseidon claimed Percy, I thought that was a really nice scene with, you know, the trident kind of hovering over him and forming there and everything. And I also uh, just, like, kind of, I I liked how Grover still kind of went against the gods' wishes and everything to try to make it up to Percy by, like, even though like, he found out his mom's not dead and he was kind of forbidden from telling Percy that your mom's not dead, she's alive, Hades has her. And then he still comes out and tells Percy anyway, like, even after he was, like, told not to. And because he does need to repair that relationship, and especially when it means that much to Percy, and as a bonus, it's the only way to get him to go on the quest that he needs to go on here. So How I thought all in all it was a, it was a good episode. One thing I was wondering if you can explain a little bit more, Mike, is why the one bully at the camp was so reluctant to believe that Percy took out a Minotaur. I I do wish they kind of talked about this because I don't quite remember, but I'm pretty sure it has to do with Clarice kind of being jealous and being um, this daughter of Ares. Mm -hmm. She is constantly trying to get her father's attention through being the best and you're going to notice a lot of these kids, like their whole thing is like, they've got daddy issues or mommy issues. Like (laughs) obviously they, they want their parents' attention and that's a huge thing. And it did come across with Percy a bit when he talked Mm -hmm. about that. And even Luke kind of is telling him and sort of not showing his hand in terms of his feelings about it, but you do get the sense that like, while everyone's 
fighting for glory and all this, there is a level of resentment towards their parents. And that's that's important that they get that in there because that is a that's a big piece of that's a big piece of the whole series. Um, at least the, this first book, I should say. And uh, by the end of the episode, though, we do have Percy getting claimed by Poseidon, which shouldn't be um, a surprise. Shouldn't since... be a surprise. <laughs> and during the episode, he, you know, well, one, in the first episode, when he pushes the girl, it's really the water almost coming up and grabbing her and pulling her in mm-hmm. to the fountain. And in this episode, when he's going to get initiated by Clarice for lying about the Minotaur, he, they're going to dunk his head in the toilet and the water empties from the toilet and then shoots out and hits them. And then at the end, uh, Annabeth pushes him into the water because she already knows. Mm-hmm. She knows that he's a son of Poseidon. And uh, she's like, I'm sorry for this. And then pushes him in. And he's like, why'd you do that? His cuts are healing. And then sign of Poseidon above uh, above him. Yeah, I, I think it was pretty, all that was really well done. The one thing I thought was a little funny was how Percy, after everything's done and over with, he's been claimed and everything, or it might have been before he got claimed, actually, but he's like to Annabeth, wait, you were there the whole time? And she's like, yeah, you know, just chilling, watching you get your butt kicked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was good um, because she was watching to see what was happening. She's a daughter of Athena. And so her whole thing is like wisdom Mm-hmm. having an understanding and battle tech technician being a t- battle technician and planning things out. Like she is really good at that. And I, I like their, the actress they have for her, even if I'm no, yeah, I like the actress they have for her. I like the actor they have for Luke. I think it's great. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's still too soon for me to have strong feelings about the casting especially mm-hmm. since I have no connection to the source material. That's but right. I will say I do like the actor that they have for Luke so far. Annabeth, I'm still kind of like whatever on. Grover, I'm still kind of whatever on. That's fair. Uh, They'll grow on us. Chiron, I'm kind of whatever on. I like the Dionysus casting. I know you said you're a little hesitant Ify about it, but I mean, yeah. I kind of like it because I'm familiar-ish mm-hmm. with the actor, and it just kind of adds like an extra layer for me of like, Okay, like, what are you actually saying? What are you really up to? Like, oh you know gosh. what I mean? So, yeah. I do like that. But if they are looking for actors and actresses to kind of grow with the series as it progresses, I think that they did a good job for casting around the age where it'll still be believable that these teens and tweens are going to a camp for um, for Half-Bloods and, you know, still doing the whole, like, school thing and... Definitely, like, when you look back at the first Harry Potter film and, like, you look at where Emma Watson and, you know, they all are now, it's like, yeah, it's one of those situations (laughs) where you're just like, wow, like, I can't believe I've been watching you for this long, like, watching you grow up almost on film. So if they're actually given the leash and able to do that with Percy Jackson here, should be very cool. Fingers crossed on that one. Um, so far, it's off to a strong start in terms of just following the books and sort of stay, staying true to the source material. They really didn't veer off of too much of what I remember. They, you know, they've left some things out, obviously, because they can't fit it all. But so far, it, it stayed true to the source material. 
Um, so do you think, really Sorry. quick, Mike, that yeah. uh, 30 minute episodes is a good medium for this? Or do you wish the episodes were longer? Or what are your thoughts? Well, they've been about 36 to 40 minutes. And so I think mm. that's a good amount, honestly. I don't think they really need to be super drawn out. Um, yeah. Because again, it is, this is like a, I mean, at the time it was a kid's book, but really it is like a young adult novel. And the series gets more mature as we go. And so I would expect that if they do continue to this, maybe later on in the series, seasons later, they'll have some longer episodes. But uh, one thing with Rick Riordan's writing is it's also very formulaic. So, like, once you've read a Rick Riordan book, like, you see the pattern in his other books. And that's also done very purposefully. And we can talk about that if they follow the same pattern in the um, show as well later on. But I think think the 30-minute episodes are fine. Not too long, not too short. I do, I think, uh, we didn't even talk about, like, this episode in terms of the story. But, I mean, pretty much it's just, (laughs) he doesn't know who his dad is. He goes to the Hermes cabin. He trains to find his skill. He sucks at everything. Well, why is that? Because he's the son of Poseidon and he's good at water stuff. Yeah, it's like, get him in a pool. He'll swim. Yeah. And um, so that's really fun. And they wouldn't know that because, like they said in the episode, they were the forbidden. Yeah. Yeah. The big three hadn't had children. I wish they had said what happened to Thalia instead of just saying that she was dead or that she didn't make it. But I guess you don't really find out until later anyway, so that's okay. The one thing I do think is funny, though, is that now that they know that Percy is a son of Poseidon, he's, like, immediately kicked out of camp to go on this quest. And he's like, oh, I thought I was going to have some time here to, you know, bond and learn some skills and everything. You want to give me that kayak? I can, I'll go kayaking with you guys now that I can control water. But, um, yeah, I think it's really funny. He's like... He's in camp for like a day and then he's booted right out on this quest to go and uh, to go and solve the world's problems. That is how it is. Uh, I'm pretty sure that he does. He does have a little bit more time in the books because he doesn't go claimed for a while. Hmm. Mostly because his dad didn't want to claim him. So that way he wasn't under the scrutiny. I'm pretty sure of like everyone else or getting drawn into the conflict that he got drawn into. But it became, like, he had to type deal. So mm-hmm. I don't really remember um, the claiming process necessarily. I do know it's basically the, basically the same, like, um, same sort of situation. But, yeah, all in all, these first two episodes were an introduction into the series. And we're hopeful that the series continues to maintain this quality of production and everything as we go forward. And... I'm hoping it becomes a little bit more action-packed, um, or at least a little bit more, a little bit more interesting as far as like purpose for the characters and everything. Um, oh, yeah. Because I'm, uh, I'm definitely wanting some of that. But all in it all, it's, I'm enjoying it so far as an introduction. Yeah, and I, that is one thing I do wish. I wish they had shown a bit more of the monsters, and you get Luke kind of talking about it, and they did kind of mm-hmm. mention it how like. They will hunt these kids, but like in the books, it talks about how so many kids don't make it to camp because monsters killed them. And so I, I did like that was kind of a grim th- part of the like book series was like how many kids didn't make it because of the monsters. So I'm sure we'll see more of them, and maybe some more of that will come out. But 
I'm excited as we continue our adventure in, and this is so far has been a good taste of where we're going. All right. With all of that being said, we're going to get on out of here, and we'll come back next time with more Percy Jackson. This is going to be Two Nerds signing off. See ya. See ya. 